from Nashville, Tennessee. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm your host, the one and only James Lewis III. Always a pleasure to be broadcasting coast to coast on our radio affiliates around the country and, of course, on Lance J Plus. I'm going to start the show on a positive note. I've been railing. There's not, a, there's not enough positivity specifically when, when covering sports, professional sports, you can basically go on, on any sports talk radio station or, or the Four Letter Network or FS1 and hear a group of people arguing about how everybody sucks. The players suck. The GMs suck. The refs suck. The fans suck. And so many negative stories. If, if anybody, God forbid, anybody does something uh, afoul of the law or, or illegal, or has a domestic dispute or something of that ilk. The media is all over it. And we we don't cover positive stories ever. We don't we don't talk about we don't we we rarely talk about well, I don't, don't want to say ever, but we rarely, rarely talk about positive stories. And and when they are positive, it's not front page news. So I want to talk about Jalen Brown. And I'm not I'm not a Jalen Brown fan. Um, I think he's a very good player. But I'm I'm just not someone that follows the Celtics or or roots for the Celtics specifically. And Jalen Brown just signed the the largest contract extension in in history of of the NBA at north of three hundred million dollars. And, and whether you think that Jalen Brown is is one of the best players in the NBA or not, right now he's the highest paid player in the league. And I know the Embiid's contract's coming up soon. Jokic's contract is coming up soon, so there'll be other people that surpass him. And if you listen to Sports Talk Radio, people have been dissecting Jalen Brown's game and talking about how he's turnover prone and, and disappears in big moments, and, and both him and Jason Tatum. There was speculation that he didn't want to stay in Boston and, and that he really didn't get along with their coaching staff and front office, didn't get along with Tatum. I, I mean, I knew he was going to sign a $300 million deal. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to turn that down. It's just like Bradley Beal. He's going to sign the deal, and if and if he doesn't want to be in Boston, then he'll force a trade. Nobody's going to turn down a, a, a $300 million deal and leave, turn down that last year, leave 50 or 60 M's on the table uh, to test free agency where, where the, the way that the NBA is set up is you're rewarded for, for staying with your team. You can sign longer and for more money. But a lot of people don't know about Jalen Brown. He's a brilliant person. Like, this guy is, like, Rhodes Scholar brilliant. When I found that out about him, that actually made me like him more. I don't know a lot of people that are straight-A students and top SAT people and, and ACT people. Literal geniuses that could go out and carve you up for, for 26 and 7. That's pretty dope. And so I'm going to cbsnews.com 
And it's talking about Jalen Brown. It says that Jalen Brown is a very rich man after signing a $304 million contract with the Boston Celtics. It's the biggest contract in NBA history for now, which I was uh, talking about earlier myself. But all that money is not going to just Brown himself. As Brown detailed in his press conference Wednesday afternoon at the MIT Media Lab. So this guy, this guy, he, he runs a bridge program through his Juice Foundation. He talks about he's ready to give a lot back to the Boston community. Boston already knows how much Brown gives back, but now it's time for the whole world to know. So this guy, this guy did his presser from, from MIT because, like I said, he's a genius. So he's very, very heavily involved in STEM programs and, and, and various academic programs. In an interview last Thursday morning with Dana Jacobson on CBS Mornings, Brown explained why giving back is so important to him. I think that being an athlete, you have a lot of influence in your community, and if you use it responsibly, you can make the world a better place. Communities need people to represent them, he said. They feel discluded. So me being from those communities, because I escaped those barriers that allowed me to make it to the NBA, doesn't mean I'm going to forget about the groups where I came from. I'm just trying to help as much as I can. I want to launch a project to bring Black Wall Street to Boston and help bridge the wealth gap. Here the wealth disparity is top five every single year that I've been in Boston and nobody really talks about it. I definitely want to put some projects together and I think it will stimulate the entire economy and bring everyone up at the same time. That's dope. Um, we can, I think more people will talk about Jalen Brown being turnover prone and the turnovers that he makes in the fourth quarter, deep in the playoffs and some of the inexplicable shots. People love to, to nitpick at his game. And we're very quick to nitpick at all of our athletes, even our goats, even Serena, even LeBron, even Jordan. That's LeBron. Oh, well, you're, you're great. You have the most, you have the most buckets in NBA history, but Sometimes at the end of, of games, you, you pass the ball to, to Alex Caruso to take the final shot. And that's not what Kobe would do. Hey, Michael Jordan, you're, you're, you're Mike. You're six for six, but you were playing against Portland and the Utah Jazz. You, you never had to play against, against Chef Curry and, and KD. And had you, had you gone up against those, it, it would be different. Serena. I mean, you dominate your sport like like nobody else, but you kind of dressed off kilter and and tarnished the game with those with those cat suits and and the pink and black and you know you're a little you're a little bit too too thick, a little too curvy for for middle America's taste. I mean, there's always something negative to say, but to see this young man focus on building communities and using his wealth that he obtained playing a sport to build up communities, to level up the playing field, to allow individuals who haven't experienced access to wealth and opportunities to, to own their own businesses and, and bring back Black Wall Street. Now, Black Wall Street, that didn't end well in Tulsa, so let's, let's not, I don't know if we want to coin that term. I don't see people tearing it down. You build that thing in Roxbury in Boston, and, and then they'll be tearing that, tearing that uh, mother bleeper down. But I, I just love it. It's a positive story. And salute to Jalen Brown and all and all athletes and, and people that want to empower their communities. 
Lance J. So. You are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. on the Lance Day Radio Network tonight, the one and only Pete Rock, the Chocolate Boy Wonder. My favorite Pete Rock remix is the Jump Around remix Jump around. and the Public Enemy, the I Shut, shut Him down. down. Who do you well, rock with that some of the young bulls that's out in the industry today? Well, I definitely say the whole Griselda click, and then I'll say the PDE click, you know, um, you know. You know, J. Cole. I I love you to death, Pete Rock. I love you to death, Pete Rock. And me and Pete Rock supposed to do something as well. No doubt, bro. Let's get it pop. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. James Lewis. And, and shout out to everywhere where I can go and get a good oxtail with extra gravy. Some of the spots here in Nashville, man, they want to they give you the guy who's like, me, me know, we, we can't give you extra gravy. I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm willing to pay for it. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. What's oxtail and rice and peas if you don't have any extra gravy? What are, what are we doing here? What's the point? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.